Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Getting on top. I apologize for the long intro. Uh, I will straighten that out before the next show, I promise. And uh, you're listening Getting on Top on Block Talk Radio. I'm your host, Paul Morris. And uh, we broadcast from the southern Hudson Valley region of New York State, which is the northern suburbs of New York City, my hometown. And uh, we're here usually Tuesdays about 4 to 4.30 p.m. We're here half an hour earlier today. And uh, I'm very pleased to have back uh, my, my guest, Penny Cohen. Penny is a licensed clinical social worker, transitional psychotherapist, relational relationship counselor, and the author of the book Personal Kabbalah, 32 Paths to Inner Peace and Life Purpose, and today, we're going to be talking about maintaining relationships, why they fail, and how they could be made to flourish. 
And uh, whether the relationship is in business, a close friendship, or a romantic one, including marriage, expectations are an important dynamic. Since relationships often end due to the dissatisfaction of one or both parties uh, with, you know, dissatisfaction in the performance of one or both parties, expectations is a key parameter. Another key uh, reason relationships fail is the inability of one or more parties, that is intimate relationships or romantic relationships, the inability of one or more parties to reach a stage of emotional intimacy. In the book Games People Play by Dr. Eric Byrne, the author describes different stages of the relationship of couples. The ultimate stage is that of emotional intimacy, but unfortunately, most couples never reach that goal. Most couples who marry survive for, let's say, 10 or more years, wind up in a stage called games, thus the name of the book, Games People Play. Uh, today, Penny, and I, Penny Cohen and I will discuss these issues and others, the intent to convey a way to start, maintain, and perhaps even improve how people relate uh, in close and intimate surroundings. And uh, just just as a uh, beginning, I want to say I've been married 51 years. So I know a little about marriage and relationships. And they're, they're all challenging, no doubt. You have your ups and downs. And uh, Penny, are you there? I am. Yes. I am. And uh, Penny's been married a number of years herself. So we do have a personal experience to draw upon besides uh, knowing about human behavior and psychodynamics. So uh, there you are. So, Penny, what thinks you? <laughs> well, you know, you talk about what creates dissension in relationships. I think a more important thing is how can we attract the right relationship? And unfortunately, unconsciously, we attract the person who vibrationally reminds us of one of our parents mm-hmm. and where we've closed off the love. And we're together in a relationship to really learn how to open to love again. The only problem is, after a while, one part that says, he reminds me of my mother or she reminds me of my father. And therefore, we start criticizing and judging, perhaps the way we did in childhood. Um, and the person we attract is our biggest spiritual guide. Wow. If we could really? learn how oh. to let go of judgments, criticisms, control, assumptions, beliefs, about the other person. And it's it's a great big challenge because, you know, we ask the question, why am I here? And we're here to learn to love and stay in the love with whatever we're doing and whomever we're with. And that means communing with ourselves first and processing our thoughts and feelings. And it's completing the unfinished business of where we've closed off the love. 
And so a lot has to do with the words we use, the what the attitude we have, uh, inferior or superior, the know-it-all type attitude, giving directions and commands rather than making requests. And it's a whole new way of dealing with each other. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. This, this is a huge topic, and we could probably have many shows on it and go on for hours. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at it, and and all, I'm sure, as valid as the other. You know, like, like a person's personality, there are many ways to look at it. Again, all valid, just a different, you know, just a different viewpoint. You know, front, side, back, and, you know, up and down. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention, you know, I believe that, uh, and I wrote uh, an article about it on Easy Magazine, uh, those two uh, particular things. First is, you know, unrealistic ex- unrealistic expectations is could be a problem, certainly. Um, and also, you know, failing, fa- failing to reach intimacy. But also, I think on a practical note, you know, I I think that uh, obviously men and different are quite men and women are quite different, you know, in their needs and and so on and so forth. But in a relationship, I think more or less, you know, at least I could speak for the man's point of view. Men are pretty aren't that complicated. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, our needs aren't usually that complicated. There are a few basic things we like, we need. If you satisfy those, uh, usually we're okay. Um, but I think in general, between two people, there are usually a few things that someone needs. You know, we're all different, and it could vary. In other words, you know, some people may like to be listened to or understood. You know, if if you get those few things right, you know what I'm talking about? about about your mate. You know, there are a few things that are very important to them. See what I'm saying? And if you understand those few basic things and, you know, you kind of are able to satisfy them, usually the rest of the stuff you can, you know, will work out. You know what I'm talking about, uh, Penny? Does that make sense? Well, I did a workshop on a um, marriage strife to intimacy for men only. Mm-hmm. And the first night, I said to them, look, this is the first time I'm doing this workshop for men. And us women know what you guys want. I'm here to teach you what women want. And this one guy very snidely said to me, what do they want? I said, they want to be listened to. They want to be understood. Mm-hmm. They want their feelings validated and empathized with. And he said, I thought that's what they have girlfriends for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, the, and, and a lot of, yeah. I wouldn't even make the distinction between men and women. left brain people aren't into emotions, and they're into more solution-focused rather than listening. And ideally, for a healthy relationship, we want to learn how to communicate 
to help the other person come up with his or her own solutions. So we actually want to become life coaches for each other. And if, you know, generally the man is more left brain than the woman, but not necessarily, if he could learn to listen and validate and empathize, the woman will open up and he will feel her love. Now, on the other side, uh, uh, what came out of that workshop was men generally live with anticipatory fear of failure. All they want is for their wives to be happy and for them, the men, to be appreciated. And I have found in a lot of relationships, there's usually a breadwinner. There might be a dual career family, but usually there's a breadwinner who works overtime, who puts a lot out to provide for the family, and they got no appreciation for it. And then they, they don't feel good about themselves in the relationship. One of the other things is if the women, I'm I'm using the stereotype here now, if the women are not happy, the men take it personally. Mm -hmm. So it's a big responsibility for women to be happy all the time. Men have to realize, so left-brain people have to realize that sometimes their partner's unhappiness does not depend on what their partners, what they're doing, but they take it personally. Well, it's and emotional. That's not so healthy. Well, yeah, okay, but you know, let's be honest about it. Uh, we we're emotional beings. We we like to think we're not, but we are. Okay. <laughs> you know, we like to think we're logical beings, but we're really emotional beings. We're run yeah. by emotion. I mean, there's no question about it. Even even. You know, elections are run by emotion. You know, we often elect people who are attracted to uh, attractive to us. I mean, I I remember first time I voted was in 1960. I voted for JFK, and he was you know he was charismatic. I mean, how could you not like that guy? He was unbelievable. Barack Obama had the same appeal to people. You know, they just like him. He was you know the guy really know how to project himself. And that's a big, big part of how people how people react to things. And even in sales, which is a you know a, a very you know it is this it is that kind of thing, they say that you buy on emotion and justify with facts. I know Penny, your husband's in sales, and he'll I'm sure verify it completely. So even in something like that, emotion is really the primary circuit. You know, we don't like to believe that we're like that, but we are. You know, so it's not that easy to just... Well, when you talk of emotions, men feel emotion or closeness with sex. Women feel it connecting through communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that in itself uh, provides separation. Well, well, okay. look, I, I understand so, what you, yeah, 
when you were talking about before they want to be listened to, there were two books written about that. You just don't understand, and Men Are from Mars and Women are from Venus. They're the same book, different, you know, different people wrote. Right, right, different. And 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 they said in the book, women. Do, yeah, when I hear and I, yeah, when I hear my wife come home from work and you know and say this is going on, the men always try to solve the problem, and women don't want to hear that. They just want to listen. You listen. Exactly. <laughs> they don't want you to try. But we can't help it. That's how we think. We Oh, it's a problem. Yeah, we'll solve it, and then we're okay. But no, they just want you to shut up and nod your head and give a hug or whatever. And it's uh, we don't we don't think that way, but this is the way they, like you said. But you can be trained. We can be trained. To do it. And well, you got to get husband biscuits, like doggy biscuits. In it. Okay. Well, Every time we do it, you give us a biscuit. It's, it's a process. <laughs> it's not that easy. You see, you know, you mentioned emotions. I have a lot of women who will come in and say, I'm emotional and he's stoic. And I feel my feelings and he's, he doesn't. He's rigid. Mm-hmm. The reality is even the, the women may be acting out feelings more often than the men, such as crying or badgering or criticizing, but they're not feeling their feelings and dealing with them. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's deeper core feelings beneath anger and frustration and depression. And if we can get in touch with those deeper core feelings, that's when we can learn how to heal them. Yeah, but even on a simple basis, I mean, you know, some things, I understand what you're saying, but don't forget you're a psychotherapist. Do you think in those terms that most people are incapable and you're a very good psychotherapist? I'll tell well, everyone they, from personal, ex- learn, learn personal experience, but most people can't do that. They can't, you know, be a therapist like you and, it's not that easy to, uh, you know, to, to train people or make them change. That's, that's a hard thing to do sometimes. They're not changing as a person. They're changing the way they communicate. Uh-huh. They'll actually do better in business, in sales, if you learn to listen to your clients yes, or absolutely. customer. Absolutely. You do a lot better. Sure. If you can a- validate and emphasize with them, They'll feel closer to you. Right. It works in every which way. It works politically also. You mentioned politics. Right. And I'm on a mission almost now about what's going on in the USA and the protests. Protests in general are very negative. Yeah. I'd rather see people proacting from a positive place. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm spiritually oriented when I work with clients who are in relationships or individually. And one of the biggest things I teach and preach is whatever we judge in another means there's something within ourselves that's still unfinished or unresolved. Yeah, but let's bring it back to, you know, and, and everything you say is true and I'm not denying it, but, you know, for the, for the, Regular Joe and Jane, you know, uh, sometimes these things are a little beyond, you know, practicality for them. I'm not saying there's not a lot of wisdom in it and so on. 
But, you know, for a regular person, I would say, you know, how do you get along? How do you maintain a relationship? I think being flexible is important. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you from my own standpoint, you know, my wife and so on. You know, men, again, aren't that complicated. They like to be fed. They want usually sex. To be left alone at times to do whatever guys do, you know, drink beer, watch football, whatever, and not to be nagged or harassed, you know. Beyond well, that, the, the problem is there's not a lot more they need, you know. They usually the rest can be handled. I mean, we're not that complicated, guys. Yeah, go ahead. They may not be complicated, but they're not listening to the. Needs of their wives. No, I'm telling you from their standpoint. Okay, even from them, to make them happy. From their standpoint, they have to feel good about themselves, whether their wife is happy or not. Yes, I understand that. From their standpoint, they have to get rid of the fear of anticipatory failure if they're carrying it. You know, but but how is a wife going to do that? She's not a psychiatrist. You're absolutely, I'm not saying you're wrong. You're absolutely right. But that I'm talking about how the woman, what the woman could do from a very basic, you know. A woman can show appreciation. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. No, no appreciation. Yes. Support her husband if he has a fear of failure instead of criticizing. Right. I abs- oh, you're absolutely right. But those other practical things are there, too. And they, you know, they work. You know, I mean. Uh, okay, but these are some of the practical things. Absolutely. You have a date night once a week. Absolutely. You go dancing or absolutely. do something different to get out of any doldrums. These are very practical things. Right. Absolutely. And also okay, to, but- be, to be a little flexible. On both sides, the men and any two people, whether well, two women in business together, two men in business together, well, you need a little flexibility because, you know, no, we're not perfect. We all have our little, you know, uh, problem, you know, whatever issues as a, as a person. And if you can be a reasonably a little flexible. Look, if the other person, if you're in business with someone and the guy or is a gambler and he's never there at work, he's out on a track, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, you know, you can't look at him. But, you know, if somebody, you know, something's a little off, you try to be a little flexible. You know, some people are, are very rigid, you know, in a, in a romantic or a business relationship or a friendship. So that's another practical thing I think people could do. I have 10 points. I call it Penny's Uncommon Philosophy. I'm having a great intimate relationship. If you'd like to hear them, I can recite them, or else people can email me and I'll send it to them. Number one, although a good relationship involves what you think about the other person, what's more important is how you feel about yourself when you're with that person. Mm -hmm. Number two, although a good relationship does involve how well you get along, what's more important is how well you can handle each other's garbage. Uh Although a good relationship includes effective communication skills, what's more important is how 
quickly and thoroughly you get over the disagreements and forgive your partner and yourself. Number four, although a good relationship does include arguing, it's arguing not from revenge, but love. You know, some people go for the jugular. Instead, if you're coming from love, you can work it out. Number five, although a good relationship involves lightheartedness in both partners, it's important to be able to laugh at our own idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. and your partners and make fun of it all. Mm-hmm. This is where your flexibility comes in. You mm-hmm. just mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Although a good relationship is loving, it's more important to realize love is self-imposed. That's a topic for another uh, show, actually. Mm-hmm. Although a good relationship involves self-care and self-love in the form of exercise, good nutrition, general cleanliness, and beauty habits, it's more important to internally process daily to receive love from your higher self, stay in the flow. This gets more complicated, and again, for another show. Number eight. Oh, wait, 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 wait. oh, these! I thought we were finished. We were at five. No, I have ten of them. Oh, there were ten. Okay. Yeah. I've been trying um, to write them down, but yeah. I guess. Okay, so this is okay. number what? <laughs> Although a good relationship involves supporting, guiding, advising, and helping your partner succeed, it needs to be done free of attitude, judgment, criticisms, expectations, blame, and shame and without an attachment to an outcome. Number nine, although a good relationship involves being loving towards each other, the feeling of being in love emerges when you allow yourselves to receive each other's energies and the two souls merge. This too is for another show. Number 10, being in love is learning how to just be and feel worthy and deserving and open to receiving love and sharing it. Excellent. I mean, I I watched you after five a little, but I I love the first five. I I didn't write the rest of them down, but uh, I think you're you're perfect, right on target. Yeah. Right on target. I mean... Laugh at yourself. I mean, that's such a big one. You know? What I mean, was that, Paul? I'm sorry, I didn't. What? What was that? I didn't hear what you said. I said I I only wrote down the first five, but I, I, they're simple. They're straightforward. I think they're great. They're great. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I love the, the thing about laughing at yourself. You know, I try to do that right. a lot. Some people don't. And I always say to myself, boy, you can't laugh at yourself. You got a problem because, you know, life's full of garbage, like you say. And you got to sometimes say, screw it. What the hell? We're only, we're imperfect beings. And you got to let, yeah, that takes all the pressure off when you laugh. You say, oh, screw it. What the hell? And you have a good laugh about it. That's so important. So important. You know, and, uh, no, I think I think you're onto something. Definitely, 
Um, I don't know how far uh, folks who are listening, um, the, the station has changed the the protocols a little. So we may be ended exactly at 30 minutes, or we may have a few minutes extra. So we got cut off. My apologies. I'm learning the new... Uh, the new uh, protocols, so I apologize, but we're getting close to the uh, to the time. Uh, so I'll try to. Con- they say we have a minute and a half, so uh, I'm going to try to go over, but I'm going to try to kind of end it here, and then add a little extra if we can get it in. So um, final sum up. Uh, well, Penny, tell people how they can get in touch with you. Or- they want to know more about what you do. Okay, and if anybody wants that list, please feel free to contact me at Penny at Penny Cohen, dot com, and you can visit my website at pennycohen.com. Excellent. And if anybody goes to uh, Block Talk Radio and looks at the show, they will see... Uh, you know, Penny, and uh, have her website, pennycohen.com, P-E-N-N-Y-C-O-H-E-N.com. And uh, I'm Paul Morris. And if you want to know more about me and what I do, you can go to depressivesanonymous.org, depressivesanonymous.org, find out what I do. You seem to be uh, going a little over, and that's good. So let's get in a few. We have 10 seconds. Let's see if we can go over or we get shut off. So, um, Penny, um, what do you think about uh, the next show? Well, oh, the next show. We can do we something, can. continue on relationship. Yeah, there's if a lot, somebody... so much here. I mean, we it really is, as we started talking, because yeah. you brought up a good point of what are just some of the practical things. Yes. But then there are much deeper things that people can get into, Absolutely. which can really help them yes. individually and as a couple, where they really feel the intimacy. Right, right. Because most people are loving, or they can say, I love you. But I'm not in love anymore. And the question is, how do we learn to be in love? Yeah. Well, let me put it this way. Everybody I ever knew who I would say had a really good marriage always uh, talked about their partner as their best friend. I don't know if that's been your experience, but that's been my experience. And well, it's as their best friend, and they respect them. Well, that's the word they use. They all use the same term. Yeah. He, but, he, you know, there are, there are primary stages in a relationship, and that might be what would be good the next time. The first one is the lusting stage, when you first meet and you can't live without each other and you want to be together all the time. Then the second stage is the... Judging, criticizing, and controlling. I'm right. You're wrong. Listen to me, you know. And then 
The third stage is either separation or learning deeper communication skills and emotional skills to get to core feelings and release them. And that's a real process. However it is possible, and it opens you to a new world, a new life, and a new way of feeling love. Right. But just, you know, also a marriage, you know, and I, I, you know, I have grandchildren now that are approaching their teens, and friends of mine in my age who have grandchildren who are out of college already. They got started young, and so did their children. But I'm probably more, uh, you know, your grandchildren are probably around the same age as mine, I would imagine, the ones from your, you know, first marriage, right? So uh, my point being, you know, uh, you know, you're married, you're young, you know, and then you, you know, you're in the midst of raising a family, and you have a mortgage, and you know, you're struggling, and you, you know, you're commuting like I was. Uh, three to four hours in a day, I was just commuting time for me, you know, plus the time at work. So, you know, you're running around, there's not a lot of time to think about, you know, the relationship. Often you're just caught up in, in, in things and, you know, it's a lot harder. I mean, after you're empty nesters like I am and you are, you know, you have more time to think about those things and maybe in the beginning before you have kids. You know, so also there are different stages in a marriage, a long-term marriage, and uh, you know they there are different dynamics involved, and also people go through midlife crises. I know I did in my forties, and then you know a lot of breakups happen during those periods, right? I'm sure you know because you, you so uh, I am going to have to go in a minute, Paul. But okay. can we talk about? Breakups, maybe a good title for the next show is Midlife Crisis. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, Penny Cohen, for being my guest. And uh, we're going to be doing uh, a lot more shows together. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening, listening to Blog Talk Radio. And uh, my show is getting on top. I'm your host, Paul Morris. and we're gonna. We're not gonna be here next week because I'm gonna be on vacation. But two weeks from now, I will be back, and uh, we'll talk about midlife crises. So goodbye, and uh, see you in a couple of weeks. Bye, Penny. Bye, talk Paul. See you later. Take care. Have a good time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.